I'm Shona. I'm a compulsive overeater. So I'm stupidly nervous, um, but I uh, want to thank Richard for asking me to speak, and he's not even here today. But um, this is, uh, yeah, I've been coming to this. I've been in program for over six years. I've been coming to this meeting for pretty much that whole time. So being up here is, um, I just never really thought that I would actually be on this side of the, yeah. Um, But I am super, super grateful for being a compulsive overeater today. I think I always start out my shares with like, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I'm a compulsive overeater because it got me into 12 step work and being in OA has totally changed my life. Um, I, I'm also super grateful for this whole experience. Like this week leading up to sharing here has been so interesting to me, like such a practice in just observing my thoughts. Like I, I've been so, I've just been anxious like all week about it. Like every time I thought, I think about it, I want to start like, I, I've been constantly thinking what I'm going to say and then start planning and managing and controlling. And so, like, what a gift, because every time I do that, I'm like, okay, God, help me. Like, help me just come right back to where I am right now. And, like, Saturday is Saturday, and I'm not on Saturday. It's only Monday. You know, I tell myself that, and my sponsor tells me that. And, like, it just helps me, like, be, like, right where, be right where my hands are. Like, I hear a lot, like, be where your feet are. And um, my sponsor mentioned, like, be where my hands are, which just helps, helps me, because sometimes I just need to hear things in a different way. And because um, I type a lot at work, so I'm just like, okay, I can see my hands. I can see them. I'm right here. I'm right in this moment, and everything is safe and okay right now. Um, so just I just feel, you know, in that same way, like I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, like, all my compulsive thoughts and all the fears and all the, like, everything that I want to do that hurts me, like all the thinking that I have that hurts me because that's my reminder to go to God and not to me. Like, every time I have a thought that's painful, I get to ask God to be with me and help me feel safe and, like, protect me from those thoughts, protect me from my mind. Um, so my story, so much time. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I will share, like, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um I just a little bit about what it was like. I guess I, I, re, I always remember being a compulsive overeater. I was a chubby kid. Um, I always ate till it hurt. Um, my mom put me on a diet when I was like in third grade or something. And that's when I remember like the kind of the first, I just remember thinking like, oh, I'm fat and I shouldn't eat those pies at Thanksgiving. I wasn't allowed to eat pie at Thanksgiving. And, um, and so then I think that's kind of like where it's, where some of the, like, I'll, I won't eat in front of you, but I'll eat by myself kind of stuff started happening. Um, and then I was like a really early developer. Like I had like boobs in fifth grade and like didn't want that at all. And like, didn't, was not comfy with my body, like starting at like a very young age and just wanted it to be different, um, and smaller. And, uh, and so anyway, so then it just, you know, all that stuff kept going and I started everything like ordering the books from the back of teen magazine that told you how to lose weight and doing all that, uh, like exercises in my room, like crazy. And, um, 
And there were some moments where I could, like, uh, you know, hold it down, like, hold down the spring and, like, work out crazy and um, only eat fat-free stuff and and lose weight. And then as soon as I was done with the – and I would be able to do that for, like, prom or, like, an event. So I would be able to, like, hold it down and, like, control it for, like, short periods of time. And then, of course, like, that led to, like, a big binge afterwards. Always. And I have tried – like, I tried – you know, I would plan vacations where I had to be in a bathing suit so that I would, you know, force myself, force myself to not eat and plan like, you know, dates and, you know, things where I'd have to be naked and stuff like that so that I could like not eat. Um, blah, 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 blah. So all that. And then I got into, I really got into drugs for a while too, the kind that like make you not eat and real skinny and even that stopped working after a while like even that like this disease is so powerful that even that didn't work anymore after a while um so so yeah I tried coming to OA like I knew I I had a problem with food but I didn't know what it was called because I thought you had to be bulimic or anorexic or um I didn't know you could just be an overeater and so I, I came to OA I think it was like 1999 I went to a meeting in San Francisco and I heard God and completely was was like that is not what I'm about and I um I was like I'll have to find something else um because my I didn't grow up with any well we didn't say the word God in my house growing up it was like um I always thought that was like if you believed in God you were weak and um like this isn't happening for me because like God doesn't want it to and I was just like well get your shit together and do it is like what I what I always like that's how I that's how I talk to myself um oh like that's how I talk to myself and about everything I was so mean to myself and I and I still am when it's me talking to me you know like I still have the meanest thoughts come into my mind um so so I left and then I came back in like it was around so it was 2006 here in LA and I went to I started going I just didn't have any uh, like I tried therapy and group therapy and all kinds of other stuff and then finally got into finally tried it again like googling help for like groups for overeaters and um and at that point I was just like I don't care that they're using the word god I'm just going to I don't know what else to do. Um, and I'm super, super grateful that I got a sponsor right away. I actually um, got to walk up here today with my the woman that was my sponsor for the first five years in program. Um, thank you. And um, I just, like, I asked the first person that, like, looked peaceful and was available. And, um, and like... Yeah, I am so grateful for sponsorship. Like, it just blows my mind, like, how much time people are willing to give, you know? And, like, and I do it now, too. Like, I have, I've had sponsees over the years, and I just have, I have one sponsee now who's just, like, such a gift in my life. Like, I, I am grateful every single time I hang up the phone with him. Um, So, it's just, it's an amazing experience to watch somebody and to be, and to be allowed to be like to be able to call someone all the time and like talk about like the crazy in my head and like get like some sanity back from that person um it's like a total miracle so um so we worked the 
I worked I worked all 12 steps in um in the big in the like workbook was how I did um how I did everything and um yeah I feel like um I feel like you guys are getting me at a funny time in program because I like if I shared here like a year ago or something I would be like and I go to three meal three me three meals a day <laughs> that's funny I go to three meetings a week <laughs> And I call a bunch of people, and I write every day, and I meditate five minutes in the morning, and I do all this stuff, and um, and I don't really do all that stuff like regularly, regularly anymore. Um, but I, um, but it sure helped me for for like my first, I don't know, five, four or five years in program. Like I called my sponsor every day. I went to at least three meetings a week, usually more. Um, I had like tons of people that I communicated with on a really regular basis. Um, and like those mandatory suggestions were really, really helpful for me. Like I needed it in the beginning. Um, (laughs) and, um, and, and then I guess, um, things, things just change, right? Things like the river of life just keeps flowing and like things become different and, I don't know if the road narrows or widens or curves or whatever it does, but um, I'm just, I'm grateful for my relationship with that with my first sponsor because we, when we stopped working together, it was like this really beautiful, like honest, like open communication. But even before that, there was like we went through like different phases of like what worked for us in our communication style, and like I learned all that stuff here like I learned how to like ask for what I need and and say like you know I need a little more like that doesn't really work for me and because I followed her example or I followed you know what everyone taught me um so so I was just like this is like at the beginning of this year that I started working with a new sponsor um like I just it just hadn't been feeling quite right with the with the previous one, and it just sort of all organically, beautifully, easily happened that someone else like started. I started being able to hear something that someone else said, and started working with someone new. But I um I'm so I started kind of back on step zero, um, working with somebody new, and just like. I feel like I'm in this totally new spot where I'm just like really understanding like what it is that I'm actually dealing with here. Like it's um, like I, I've heard a lot, you know, you hear like it's this disease centers in our minds and not in our bodies. And I always thought that meant like it's not like my body might be like it's not the size of my body, but it's like what I think of my body is always kind of like how I interpreted that because we're all different sizes, but we all have the same brain. Um but it's but I guess what I'm understanding is that it's not really that it's um like it doesn't have anything to do with food or body it's my thinking that's that's warped and distorted it's like how I actually think that's the problem like that's my disease um it's not the it's not like anything else outside of me um so I started just like observing like my thoughts um and and realizing like just how powerless I am like I'm not 
I'm totally powerless over food, but I'm also completely powerless over, over the thoughts that my mind is producing. Um, and it just really has been helping me to just like observe that. Like when I, when it's me producing the thoughts, like I, like just about speaking here, like I, <laughs> like I want to say everything perfectly and have you guys love me so much and think I'm brilliant and insightful and so recovered and, um, and all of those things and like, um, and then my sponsor asked me like, okay, and then what? Like, what if you get all that? And then I'm like, oh, then everyone will compliment me and I won't, that's, I don't want that. And, um, so like, I just like, it's not like, I can't win, you know, like, I don't, it's like, no matter what, like if I fix the thing I think I need to fix, then there's something else like directly following it. Like there, I'm always scanning, like I have a. It's a mind-powered disease that is always looking for something wrong. Like, there's always something wrong with something. So if it's not my body or food or what I'm eating or, you know, then it's my boyfriend, my relationship, or my job, or someone thinks I'm stupid or didn't do a good enough job on this or, you know, it's all that stuff. So so just being, like, totally aware of that, like, knowing, like, I okay, that's just me producing all these thoughts. Like, then, then, like, I just get to admit that I am at complete defeat. And I just get to ask God to help me. Like, all right, God, I can't do this. Like, what do you want me to do next? Like, what is the next thing you'd like me to do? And then I just do that. And that's like, and it's so simple, um, you know, when I can do that. So, um, so I guess, and with the food stuff, like, I just, um, I, uh, it got to a point where, like, I couldn't, like, I've tried so much different, like, I wrote down my food, emailed my food over to a food sponsor for a while, um, had, like, a meal plan, and, uh, and, like, it got to this point where, like, I would make commitments about stuff, and I just couldn't keep them, um, and, like, I thought I knew how I should be eating. And, like, I was, like, this is what I need to do, and I need to, and I'm going to commit to it, and then I couldn't do it. Um, so just, like, again, like, another level of powerlessness. And so um, I, I, like, heard a new message from my sponsor that was just, like, okay, God. Like, I just started praying, like, God, just can you just be with me right now? Like, I would be, like, at the fridge, like, staring, like, eating something from the fridge, like, standing up. And I was just like, all right, God, can you be, just be with me? Like, just be with me right now. And, um, and like, if you want me to stop this behavior, like, please help me stop. Because that took, like, the I know what's best for me out of it, you know? Like, the, like, like this is wrong, and this needs to stop, because I know. Um, and like, the truth is like, I don't know, like, that's me still trying to control my life, um, and control my body and control what everything looks like. Um, so if I just completely give up control and ask God, like, I don't know, what do you think? Um, and so I don't have to try to fix and control things. I just get to like completely let go ask God to restore me to sanity, work the steps, and then, like, build a new character, a new person who, like, doesn't want the, what doesn't want the food or the validation or the, 
um, you know, whatever it is or the glass of wine or what, you know, whatever it is to like feel better. Like I just get to go to God and work this spiritual program. And then I'm a, a person who doesn't even have those cravings for that stuff. Um, which is like, a, just a new way of thinking about it for me. Um, so after, you know, after so many, and after so many years in program, like to start thinking about that in a different way. So I don't feel like I have, like, I don't know if it's so away, you know, like I just, I'm trying to like go to God with everything. Um, totally crazily imperfect. And, um, and so that's where I am today. And I feel like, um, I feel so free so much of the time. Um, like really. And I, and I, like as soon as I am, when I ask God to be with me, one of the best assignments the sponsor ever, ever gave me was to go on a walk with God. It was when I was working my, my third step, um, in a, in a different program. Like two years ago, I started going to another program for, relationship help because my OA sponsor kept saying suggesting it because I kept talking about relationships over and over and over again um so and so in when I was in my third step in that program my sponsor suggested to go on a just have God take me on a walk and so and the instruction was like leave my Blackberry at home um don't take anything with me and just and I was in New York at the time so I just I did I like and like I'm the person that like walks around like like email email constantly like sucked into my I have an iPhone now so that's really exciting but I am (laughs) like totally not looking around but just like working and whatever so I did that and um it was such an incredible experience like I like I noticed like the the clouds floating by and like the pace that they were floating and like People's faces were, you know, like I walked home from work that day and it was a beautiful sunny day. It was one of the the first beautiful days in New York that was like warm. And there were so many people out like drinking and having fun with their friends. And I remember thinking when I walked home, like, I want to be out like having fun. I don't have anyone to call right now. Like, "Mm," like self-pity, like I don't have any friends and this all sucks and this is a beautiful day and I'm not doing anything. And then, um, and then I went for a God walk and I, and then everything completely shifted. And I was looking around at these beautiful people enjoying each other's company laughing and having a good time and like they it was just completely different and like i've heard um like there's this speaker that i love that was talking about like when i'm with god like i look around and i look at all the colors of green that there are in the world and there's there's like an infinite numbers of number of colors of green and i can see that when i'm with god and i just don't see that when i'm with me when i'm in my head um so like just like completely like okay god where do you want me to step next like where do you want me to go do you want me to go down this street or this street and um and it was just like fun gorgeous people were beautiful people loved each other i loved people they loved me people i was smiling and people were smiling back at me i was walking around with a stupid smile on my face and people were smiling back and it was just like amazing and um and then i never did it again for like a year and and <laughs> and um (laughs) and so i and i feel like now like just being in this new place where i'm like going to god for everything like now i get to do it all the time and like it could just be for like a like a millisecond that i'm like god can you just be with me right now and then like 
things get brighter, things get easier, things get peaceful for like that second. And then I can, and I can keep doing that and I can keep doing that. And, um, and my sponsor said this awesome thing that, um, like I have a, like an obsessive mind that just goes, like thinks about things over and over and over and over and over again. Like I don't have a, um, like my, I don't think like with, in a line, like in a straight line, like I don't think about something, come up with a resolution and then go on to the next thing. Like I just keep thinking about it over and over again. You know, same thoughts, like boyfriend, body, food, you know, like all that stuff. But, um, so in that, like I can use that amazing skill that I have to like think about God over and over and over and over again. And, um, so that made me really grateful for my, my obsessive mind. And I, um, and it's becoming a lot more, like a lot more of like a instinctual thing. Like, ugh, God help, <laughs> you know. Like my, um, and yeah, it's just um, it's pretty beautiful. This whole program. Um, I, I think I'm gonna stop because I'm almost at 9:30, and I think we do. Questions at 9.30. Okay. I'm going to stop and then read the rest of the <laughs> This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Um, I think the question was, uh, so when I talk to God, where, like, what, what, is it a vision or is it a... Um, when I talk to God, what do I get back? How does, how does it, how does, how does it come back? Um, in like a feeling usually, um, like when I ask God to be with me, I just, I usually feel like just peace. Like I feel safe and I feel like I'm at peace. Um, or sometimes I just feel like I'm still uncomfortable, but it's okay. Um, which I guess is feeling like safe. Um, or it's like just a little thought, like maybe you should try this, or maybe you should call this person, or sometimes I hear nothing at all, and then I just um, like I, I like it's not, um, and then I just get to keep asking, you know, I just keep getting to pray and asking God, like I don't I don't know what to do about this thing, like what do you want me to do, and I don't hear anything, and then I just keep asking and keep asking, but um, like just a little feeling or like you know. Like, something told me to do this thing, so I'm doing it. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. So today I go to I go to three meetings a week. Um, I go to a meeting in OA, a meeting in my other program, and a meeting in, a, like, a, an open AA meeting. Um, and I talk to my sponsor almost every day, but not because she said, call me every day at this time, but just because I... She said, call me when you feel intuitively guided to call. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I feel intuitively guided to call re- regularly. And, um, and, I, and I write, like, when, when something's coming up for me. Like, I don't have, like, a, um, 
like daily writing assignments, but I write um, whenever like I don't really know how I'm feeling or when like I have a resentment or like when something's coming up for me. Um, I'm reading step one right now, and I'm reading like a paragraph and then talking about it with my sponsor um, on a really irregular kind of weekly attempting to do weekly basis. Um, I talk to fellows, but not like 16 fellows every day about every problem like I used to. Um, and I listen to lots and lots of speakers like on, in my car, like while I'm driving. Um, and I, I was just um, in New York for a bunch of months for work and I would just listen to speakers like all day long on my iPod, like in the subway walking around, like I listen to speakers, tons of speakers. Um, and, uh, and just talking to God all day long. And then I haven't been regularly meditating, but I was at this meeting last week and, um, an awesome woman suggested, you know, you could just do one minute a day. And so this week I've been doing like one minute of meditation a day. She said, can I discuss the process that I went through to become grateful for being a compulsive reader? Um, I, I mean, I, I feel grateful for every compulsive thought I have right now. Like, I was just laughing the other day because I'm, I'm a compulsive gum chewer. Like, I haven't let that go yet. And, uh, and I feel so grateful for that because, like, every time I'm like, I must have gum now. Like, I'm just like, God, help me. Like, every, every time I have one of those thoughts, it's like an, a, a reminder that, like, my brain is not the place to go for, for, like, a good thought. Like, I have to go to God for help. So... Um, and I would have never known that if I wasn't a compulsive overeater, you know, like if I didn't start hurting myself with food and like being, you know, and dieting and exercise and all that stuff, I would never have, never have gotten to these rooms and learned that there is a different way of doing life. Like it's not, like I don't have to fix and manage and control anything anymore. Like, and that's a total gift. I exercise. I, I love exercising. I do it a lot, like four times a week at least, um, like kickboxing and running and fun stuff. Um, and that looks way different than it did before because I used to go to the gym and just, like, say really mean stuff to myself in the mirror. Like, I would just be like, You're, I don't want to say it. It's just mean. And um, and if ever those thoughts come up while I'm at the gym now, like looking in the mirror, I, I move myself away from the mirror. And I just, like, start repeating to myself, like, I love you. You're doing the best you can. I love you. You're doing the best you can. And that was something my sponsor told me a long, long time ago. I still do that when I'm – I try to, like, just get away from the mirror. And then um, – but I don't – but I work out because it's really – because I love it. It's fun and not because I hate my body and want to change it. You know, most of the time. Sometimes I think, i got to lose weight. i got to go to the gym. Um, and uh, – and my food, I mean, I used to be, like, uh, wake up in the middle of the night and binge, like, I was a binger. So, like, um, I didn't go, like, too much into, like, the, the binging part of it. But there were, and I, I, like, trained for a marathon and, like, binged the whole, like, I gained 15 pounds, like, while training for a marathon because I just kept binging. And after every long run, it was just, like, massive binge and, um, like, you know, painful binges and like like crying and stuffing my face with food and not being able to stop and like that doesn't now like I do still feel like I have some 
um, you know, like snack mix was a problem like a couple months ago. Like I couldn't not keep going back for this snack mix, but like it doesn't look anything like it did before. Like it's, um, yeah, like I, I pretty much, um, I mean, I don't hurt myself with food on a, um, regular basis every so often, but yeah. My, the question was, has my relationship with my family changed from before our program and now? Um, yes, <laughs> totally. I mean, my, um, I was always close to my family. Like I'm lucky and I, I really love my family and, um, but I'm definitely more transparent with them. Like I'm just like, I, I even talk about God with them sometimes now. And, um, but I did, um, you know, going through the, the doing my amends with my family was totally incredible. Like I, um, I stole money from my dad and I apologized for that and I made amends for that, paid him back. Um, I made amends to my sister for not being like for being, not being there for her as a big sister, like being gone from her life basically because of food and body and drugs. And, um, and, um, I made amends to my mom for just being awful. Like I was so mean to my mom, like when I was in high school through college, like just like I was completely obsessed with myself and like totally selfish and, and, uh, and mean, like I just didn't, care about how my actions like made her feel I mean I did somewhere but and and I didn't even know I was all those things you know before program but um so I mean I I make a conscious effort when I go home now to like be um to be helpful to clean up to bring groceries home to um not just take you know but to be like a contributing member of my family and um to help out wherever I can and be of service to my family wherever I can. And, um, I mean, you know, that's how I try to be in all, in all areas of my life, you know, now, but my, um, I'm really, I'm close to my family now more than I was before program. Definitely. Uh, the question was that when I'm, have food issues, like when I have compulsive stuff come up with like snack mix, what do I do in those situations? Um, it's that same kind of thing about like, I just ask God to be with me. And then like, God, if you, if, if you want this to stop, like help me stop. Cause I don't like, maybe I need to go through this thing with the snack mix. I don't know. Like, like if you want this to be finished, like take it please. Um, and, and then it just like becomes, then there, then I have these moments where I'm like, just, it's just easier to not have that stuff around. Like, it's not like I, I'm like, I will put it on my abstinence and I will never eat it again. It's just like, ugh, it's just too hard for me to have that stuff around. And then, and then I, and I haven't had sack mix in a long time now, like since that. <laughs> Um, Terrell asked how step four and five helped me with self-acceptance. Um, thanks for asking that question. Cause I just, um, I just had such an amazing experience with, 
um, doing step seven with my sponsee. And, um, I mean, all those four, five, six, seven, like, help so much with self-acceptance. Um, so, I mean, I, like, he was going through this process of not, um, anyway, I'll talk about myself. So I, um, yeah, I mean, just acknowledging that, like, I have character defects just like everybody else. Um, I'm not, I'm no better or worse. I'm just like one among many. Like I have, um, yeah. And so writing those things down, looking at like why I did the things that I did, why I resented the people that I resented, um, because of, because I was afraid or because I was, um, jealous or because whatever it was, um, and then saying those things to somebody else and that person saying back to me, like, yeah, me too, me too. And then sharing that stuff in meetings and everyone's like saying, yeah, yeah, we all do that stuff. And then, and then it's like not a secret anymore. It's all out in the open. I'm not alone anymore. Like I'm just like, I'm not the disgusting, like evil person that I thought I was. I'm just the same as all of you. And, um, and then, and then I'm okay because I love all of you. Like if someone else told me the things that I was telling them about me, like I would be like, I know, honey, like me too. It's to- it's totally okay. So, um, so yeah, I can. I was then I'm able to forgive myself and forgive everybody else too because we're all just doing the best we can. Um, the question was, can I talk about how the food behaviors in the, how the food behaviors that made me miserable in the beginning shifted and changed? So in the beginning, I had um, I was I had like a, a food plan that was three meals a day. Um, I went through so many different food plans, but one that like worked for a really long time for me was just eating my meals on a plate, sitting down, um, like being the plate being the black and white boundary, and. Um, and then for a long time, I texted before and after every one of my meals. And that was also an, like a black and white boundary for me, like just um, giving me some like guidelines. Um, and that um, brought me like so much freedom when I was doing that. I mean, it was it was incredible. Like I, I remember driving home from work one day after like my first few months of abstinence and just being like, oh, my God, I haven't binged in like a month. Like it was just crazy that I was like eating three meals a day and texting before and after or whatever I was doing at the time. But I mean, some of those things, um, you know, praying before meals, um, just like, totally brought me freedom. And those were the first few, first things I did. Um, so my, I, I have, I haven't had sugar for four years and three months. That's my, that's, what I've abstained from for the, um, for four years and three months. I mean, my abstinence, so I've been in program for six years and I broke my abstinence. Um, it was like no binging was my abstinence for a long, long time. And then I, and then I binged. Um, so I broke my abstinence and now like looking back on it, like, I don't know if I should have said like I broke my abstinence or not, but, um, but that was my, That was my absence for a long time. And then um, and then it be, just became really clear that, like, sugar was a problem for me. Like, every time I had it, I wanted not more, not only more sugar, but just more food and more and more and more. Um, and so then I, 
was willing to put sugar on my abstinence and abstain from that. So it was then I abstained from binging and from sugar, and um, that's my abstinence now, pretty much. Um, I mean, like I, it's hard. I don't like that's why I feel like it's a weird time for me to be talking to you all because I don't really know. Like I think I probably have binged in the last like six months, um, but like it's okay. It's it's not like a. It doesn't look like it looked before at all, but um, I don't hate myself. Like I'm, I just ate more than I needed to. Like it's not like I don't. I didn't go into like I hate myself. I'm disgusting and I want to die. But I haven't had sugar for four and four years and something months. <laughs> totally. Um. Oh, how do I balance working the steps into programs? Just, oh, at 9.50 we stop. Um, I, it's tricky. It's not easy. I, um, I was working the steps in the other program, um, like, pretty ferociously, like, really regularly meeting with a sponsor and doing stuff work in another program and then working the traditions, but not really work. Like, after the 12 steps in OA, I started working the traditions with my sponsor, but, like, I just, I wasn't... Um, not quickly at all, like really, really slowly. I think I only did like tradition one actually. And then, um, but like the steps in a way for me are like after like working them in the workbook and meeting with a sponsor and doing them that way. Like I just like, um, it's like a daily, a daily working of the 12 steps in, in a way for me, you know, like whenever a resentment comes up or whenever a fear comes up, like I really easily can go to like doing a mini fourth step or, and like turning it over, talking it out with somebody, like looking at my defects, like asking God to remove them, like making amends where I need to, like just kind of daily, like using all of the steps in my life, um, is what I did just like in OA. And then, and now I'm working just with one sponsor and just because it's becoming so clear to me that it's just not the people or the food or the body. It's just like, it's all the same thing for me. I'm just like working the steps right now out of, out of the AA 12 and 12. Um, cause it's just all, it's all the same for me right now. Yeah, I totally just acted as if in the beginning I felt so fake and so weird. And I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll, like, I just really, it was just like, okay, I'm doing step three in the workbook. Like, but, um, but I, you know, I did everything that it said. Like, you just act, talk, start talking to God, act as if, um, this is so stupid, but I thought of God as like this big heart in the sky with like big arms that would like reach out and like, hug me when I needed it, and, um, (laughs) and, uh, and it was just love, like, unconditional love was, like, what I, what I could get to, like, what I could grasp onto as, like, my concept of a higher power, and, um, and that still kind of is, like, it's just unconditional love and wisdom and peace and joy and, um, and, there's a woman that always has, like, good orderly direction, like, a, you know, which I love also. Um, but it's, like, this huge, expansive, like, feeling of love for me. But, um, but yeah, it was totally a process of just doing what I was told in the beginning and then, and then just becoming, like, really aware that, like, my life feels so much better when 
I don't try to run it when I ask God to help me with everything. Um, like, it works so much better when I believe that I have a higher power. Um, so, yeah, okay, 950.